Hello, and welcome. Hello. It's Atomic Radio Hour. I'm your host, Vince. And I am your hypothetical host, Olive. If y- It sounds like you've already heard this intro. It's because we're doing what we like to call a burner. And that's an episode that we record in the future for a later date. The holidays are coming up, and it's going to be rather hectic for my plans and Olive's plans, so we decided, and I'll be completely honest with you, I'm absolutely ripping this idea off from a podcast that I love called How Neil Feel with Neil Brennan and Bianca, and I don't know Bianca's last name. I've been catching up because I really am like, I really like that podcast Isn't it great? It's just great to listen to when you're cooking. Yeah, yeah, and it's... Uh, Neil Brennan is the guy who is the co-creator of The Chappelle Show, and he uh, wrote, co-wrote Half-Baked. Uh, he wrote for all that on Nickelodeon back in the day. Uh, very smart guy, very funny dude. But they did this one thing on there, and I'm just going to do the intro quick. So this is going to be on, there's probably going to be three parts of this. You'll probably hear this intro three different times. So if you want to fast forward, go right ahead. Um they did a thing on the New York Times. There is an article th- article called 36 Questions That Lead to Love. Now, Neil and Bianca on the show are not dating. They're not together. They're not whatsoever involved. They're just friends. They're friends. They're pals. They're buddies. They're homies. Like Olive and myself. So I thought, right. since <laughs> what a better way to make some content than to copy somebody else's idea. Um, <laughs> I am totally biting. I'll be the first person to say it. But also, this isn't a regularly scheduled program. This is... What we like to call a burner. This is where we just kind of do some fun side projects. Just so we make sure something comes out. We, we go a little bit off the beaten path for your viewing entertainment. Yes. But that being said, uh, I think since people are going to be hearing this multiple times, that's enough that we've said. Let's get right on into the episode. Hey, welcome back. Um, <laughs> so this is a burner. Uh, this is going to be part two. Of the New York Times 36 questions that lead to love. Um, set two, the next 11 plus one questions. Uh, I'm doing the odd ones, right? Uh, yes, and I'm doing the evens. Cool. So, number 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything, what, or anything else, what would you like to know? Huh. I would want to know when my uh, when the the date and time of my death certificate is, so I know how much time I have got left to do everything I want to do. Hmm. Because if it says like, "Oh, you're gonna your death certificate is signed in, uh, God forbid, like 2028," mm-hmm. that gives me only seven years, give, give or take a year, to kind of do everything that I want to do. So I would kind of realign my priorities. Um, but if it said like, oh, you're going to live a, a happy 120 years because science gets good, then, oh, cool, I can take my time and I can kind of restructure the velocity of my life. So I would want to know when I die, but I wouldn't want to know how. I just want to know, like, this is the time. Like, let's get going. What about you? I don't know. I don't care. I don't, don't care, care about uh, sipping from the font of uh, limitless knowledge. I don't like. It's not even that. Like I don't like. I don't want to do something like what? what who's going to win the Super Bowl in twenty thirty one? And then I'll just save up all my money till twenty thirty one and bet it all. Do, do and, like, a do a Back to the Future too. I don't like. That's whack. It's lame. It, of course, that's what you would do. Like it's cheating. You're not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna feel like you. You don't. Oh wow! I won. Like you're not gonna get the surprise out of it. Part of me wants to say, like, if I ever have children, is it gonna be complicated? Like, not complicated in the sense of like, yeah, everyone having a kid. It's complicated. Is is the child going to have any sort of a complication? Like, is it something I should prepare for now? Mm-hmm. That being said, like, so that you can like learn and develop like skills to deal with that. Yeah, but at the same time, like that again, just. Part of my favorite thing about life, the two things I love the most about living and life is that one, you figure it out as you go along. Mm. And two, um, you get to learn things. And I feel like this is just you not figuring it out and you not learn. I just don't like this question, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, um, I don't particularly love it. I think I would just cop out and be like, uh, what's the nicest car I ever, or when's the next time I get a new car? Like, I'd be like, yeah, like, when's the next time I got to change my oil, oil man? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I think I would ask like a genuine, like a basic, also, this is a hypothetical. I'm not looking into the abyss right now. So like my brain could be in a totally different place, but like, where's Tupac? Where's Tupac? What happened to Tupac? Uh, number 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I don't know when this one's coming out. Mm. Um, Most likely around the holiday season. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be. Um, wanted to move out of my hometown. That's like a good goal. And I'm about to do it. I just don't know when oh, this yeah. is coming out. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, like, <laughs> if the first burner goes out on the week of Christmas. No, I think this will come out the week after I've moved. I haven't done it because I was supposed to do it last yeah. year. I was supposed to move to Atlanta last year. And last minute, the plans got canceled. And now I just haven't done it because I quite literally am in the process of waiting. Um, as of this, I haven't signed a lease yet because they just haven't sent it to me. But I mean, that's as much as I really want to talk about it. Yeah. To be completely honest. Um, but like, it's cool that you have a, a plan and that you're on your way. Yeah. That's pretty. I hope awesome. this doesn't, co- I hope this comes out after I've left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, oh well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not going to spoil anything by saying you want to move. Yeah. What about um, you? I I don't know. I um something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time. Why haven't you done it? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, because like the things that I dream of are more like aspirational, mm-hmm. not so much like tasks. Mm-hmm. Like um. One day I would like to be married and adopt a child, but like, I'm not ready for that. I'm still like in school. Yeah. I'm still figuring out my career. So like, why haven't I done it is because like, it's not time yet. Yeah. Um, so I guess like, if I can kind of cop out on this one. Sure. That, yeah. No, yeah. this is, I mean, I might even just cut this one. Um, it just makes me uncomfortable to talk about what I'm doing. I don't like talking about me, uh, to be completely honest. <laughs> What's your greatest I mean, accomplishment in life? I have a feeling I know this one. My greatest accomplishment? Yeah. Um, I am an Eagle Scout. Oh. And, okay, that's uh, not what I thought you were going to say. Took, that took a tremendous amount of work and... Uh, it cost my dad an elbow with the the help that he he did with um with my project and i learned a lot from the scouts and i think that anyone if we have any young listeners i'm not sure but if you have the opportunity to join the scouts um i would do it because um now the, uh, the scouts accept um people of all genders so go out and learn a thing or two like i learned basically everything i know about like electronics about woodwork about survival like all like really practical skills that most people just like don't really think about Mm -hmm. and i would recommend it to anyone that's looking for an enriching experience and if you're a a parent and you've got a young child get them started what's your biggest accomplishment i don't know I don't know. I don't. <sighs> Part of me wants to just well, say the. We can trade the question in for what is something that you're really proud of. Because anything you're proud of is an accomplishment. I think pride is silly. I think you shouldn't be. I don't think you should ever be proud of yourself. I, I just. You do what you have to do because you have to do it. You don't do it for any other reason. There's no reason to be prideful. 
it's it's i think it's wrong to be prideful i think well there's there's a difference to be like prideful in excess and like oh i just made this thing and i think i did really well on it and i'm i'm proud of myself i think i did um <sighs> I, I completed the task that I sent out set out to do. I think anything that I'm truly proud of for me to talk on it ruins the point of me being proud of it. I'm proud of some of the music that I've made because it was something that I always wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then I did it. Other things that I'm proud of because it's it's a big thing to do. I'm not proud. I'm not proud of it in the sense of like, yeah, look at me. Because... You do what you have to do because you have to do it. There's nothing special about being yourself. You're just you. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I just don't. Like I don't um I'm proud of the having the ability to get better. Of just constantly trying, like I said before, and that's a that's a really good one. Like at least, like I said before, I don't have this want to sit around and do nothing. Like I want to do something. Like I want to get better at something. Like I, but I don't even Mm -hmm. feel like that's like that's not something to be proud about. That's just something you do because you have to do it. What do you value most in a friendship? Don't just be truthful. Just don't be truthful. No, no, no. I was going to say don't (laughs) lie, but I stopped and said, just be truthful. Just be truthful with me. If you don't like something, you don't want me to, if you're not comfortable about something, tell me. Don't fucking skirt around the issue. Mm -hmm. No, I I think that's, that's a really important value to like uh, maintain honesty with the people that you're close with. Um, I don't care if you're a piece of shit. Be honest with me about being a piece of shit. Mm hmm. It's like everyone fucks up, yeah. so like there's no need to really. I'll lie give you about a million it. and six chances. Just don't lie to me. Yeah. Um. What do I value most in a friendship? Um. I when I choose to be friends with someone, it's because I care about them, and I hope they care about me. So like I value. Like, connection. Like, I don't just, like, go out and, like, make friends. Mm-hmm. Because my dad always taught me to, like, um, choose your company carefully. Um, because you kind of, uh, you have a duty to uh, support the people you care about. So, my, um, my most, the what I value most in friendship is, um is my, I don't want to say obligation, but my, um, my duty to, like, be a good friend. Is that all right? Yeah. What's your most treasured memory? My most treasured memory? Um... That's hard because, like, I've got some really vivid memories that are not good memories. Well, that's the next question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, Okay. Um, In that case, my most treasured memory, it's when, um, it's honestly, like, it's probably my Eagle Scout ceremony. Like, being uh, recognized for all the hard work I did felt really good. Like, it was so much different from, like, getting my, like, diploma at high school, because that's something everyone does. Yeah. Um, but, like, when I got my, um, my, my Eagle Scout, it was something that, like, I did that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was handed to me. It was something that I had to do. And, um, that was, like, the one moment, like, in my life that I really felt the most proud of myself. So I, um, I really cherished that. I don't think I have an answer for this one. You can um, choose to skip if you want. I, I just, again, things happen. And I think for me to say that this one memory is more important than this one memory is silly. Because they mean certain things to you at certain points of time. And for me to be like, oh, this was the best memory. Like, 
I think it's so silly to quantify my entire life down to one moment of time. Mm-hmm. Like... Because, like, no one moment is really that important. Yeah, and in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, you you might have helped a woman on the side of the road give birth, but, like, there's a guy who just saved a bunch of people. Like, you're not special. Mm-hmm. Like, he just saved a bunch of people in Africa by putting in a new well that gives them actual clean water. They don't have to walk six miles a day to go get it. Like, he's mm-hmm. doing something that's helping a ton of people versus you, you help the woman give birth. Like, she probably could have did it on her own. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But, like, I just, I, ju- I, I don't, I'm not trying to cop out. Like, I just, this is genuinely how I see things. Yeah, it's just, like, so these questions are hard to answer. And, like, I think saying no comment is a Well, I don't think it's a hard one to answer. I just think it's kind of, like, pointless to answer. Right. You're going to yeah. tell me in 24 years there's one moment that means everything that I can look I back at. for some t- people, it's, it's like, the birth of their child. Do you really think people get that excited about the birth of their kids? Yeah. Really? I just think that's a cliche really? that people say when their kids are born. Like, I'll never no, forget. My, I wholeheartedly believe that the the proudest moment in my father's life was the birth of uh, of his children. Because he's a, a dutiful father. If we that... had more time, I would love to explore that. Because I think that oh, says okay. so much about who you are and your sister is as a person. And I don't think I would honestly see it as a good thing, to be completely honest with you. What do you mean? I think growing up and being put on a pedestal of you being this great monolithic part of somebody's life is so detrimental to that person. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But that's what you just said. You see why I don't like this question? I mean, like... I, I guess, but like, it wasn't, we, we weren't told we were special, but that doesn't mean that my dad didn't think that my birth wasn't something that was a good, like proud moment of his life, mm-hmm. you know? See, and that's, and I'm not, I'm not just trying to fight with you to fight with you. This is, I'm just telling you how I see it. You understand yeah. that, right? Um, yeah. I just think that, uh, that's an interesting way to see it. That's actually better. Um, Oh, it took me a fucking episode and a half to figure that out. <laughs> um, what was I so saying? So then flip hold on, side. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not done with my point. Sorry. Okay. I think, especially from a male perspective, to say that the birth of your children is the most important part of your existence is also kind of sad is because what did you do? You laid on top of your wife or girlfriend for 15 minutes. Like, you didn't, like, you didn't carry the baby. You didn't push the baby out. Like, you just were like, uh, here's the thing. You deal with this for nine months and then I'll come back. Like, it's just the, I think to say that here's my entire life in like, um, like, um, what's it called? Like the, the points on a line, a line graph, right? Like a timeline. Like a timeline. Here's a timeline of my entire life. The best thing that ever happened to me or the best thing I ever did has like nothing to do with me. I wouldn't say that having uh, not not nothing. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I just I think this is a silly question. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I just I'm a bit more sentimental. But like the flip side, what's the most your most terrible memory? Um. So I know a lot of people their 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 answer to this would be a death. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I see it is the only thing that we're guaranteed in life is death. And death doesn't bother me. It sucks. The first fucking month or two, it's going to be really hard, especially if it's close, to, if you're close to that person. But you're going to die. I'm going to die. Your yeah. family's going to die. My family's going to die. Everyone you've ever met is going to die at some point. So, like, I had a really bad run-in with a teacher that a teacher treated me like shit for my entire time with that teacher. I don't even think you know about that. I don't think I've ever told you about that. Which teacher? It was in fourth grade. Yeah, I know about it. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. But, like, again, the way I look at a lot of things that suck, like hot sauce. <laughs> 
uh, I, hot ones. Whenever I would watch that and they would get to the hottest of hot sauces, the host, Sean Evans, would always say, the thing about hot sauce is it's it's the worst it's ever going to be is right now. And then 15 minutes later, you forgot that you even put the hot sauce on the food or on your tongue or whatever. That's just kind of how I see things. Okay, it sucks right the fuck now, but it's going to get better. And I promise you it's going to get better. So, yeah. like... That's I mean, another- having that sense of resiliency, I think, is uh, great. Like, it's good for you to know that things can always get better. Yeah, so I don't really want to... Like, I don't really know if I can say, like, I have a... Like, there's been terrible times, but... I mean, yeah, when my, when I was in the fourth grade and my teacher kept picking on me and picking on me and calling me out and making me an example and would just Mm -hmm. pick on me for absolutely no reason. It was awful and it sucked. But at the same time, like, I think it's, I, I, I've never been in a car accident. Knock on something. Knock on, that's drywall. Knock on, where's the wood? Knock on wood. Like, I've never been in anything like that. Like, I've never been, Mm -hmm. like, sexually abused. I've never been shot. Like, oh, your teacher was mean to you? Like, you weren't raped? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But at the same time, like, just because something seems trivial, seems trivial like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it wasn't, like, harmful to, absolutely. Your, absolutely. to your life and to your psyche. Absolutely. I could talk like, about the... that happens in your childhood can follow you well into your adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. That's why everyone needs to go to therapy. But... Oh yeah, everyone needs to go to therapy. Everybody I needs to therapy. go. Go for fucking six go six weeks to and two months. Therapy. Just do yeah. it. You'll feel better. But hey, like, you know what? Don't drop it after the first one. No. I swear, like the first four, like they they're just kind of figuring out how fucked up you are, yeah. and then it gets great. Six weeks to two months. If you don't feel better in six weeks to two months, you're choosing not to, or your therapist yeah. sucks because they know what they're doing. But hopefully, yeah. Well, um, my most terrible memory. I still have an answer. Yeah, for please go because I, I obviously um, don't because I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> my most terrible memory is um, in the seventh grade. Um, I mentioned in my life story that my my best friend got cancer and died, but I don't think uh, I don't think his death was my most terrible memory. But watching him suffer and degrade for months on end was um, without having any control over it was. Um, it was bad. It was horrible. It was torturous to see my best friend wither away into nothing. And I hope that I never have to see that happen to anyone else. I don't ever wish anything like that on anyone else. Pretty objectively terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 19. Yeah, it's your turn. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're living now? Why? Yeah. Fucking blowjobs, hookers, and coke. Let's live it up. We get one year. Yeah. Let's make it count. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd, start eating, I'd start eating like shit. Yeah. I'd want to try every like, everything day. once. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want to try everything once. I... Would, um, yeah, like, you know what? I want to try, like, every drug. Not, like, enough for it to kill me, and not at once, but, like, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to die next year. I'm guaranteed. <laughs> what? Hey, what? um, I went to the doctor today. Really? What happened? Well, not nothing bad. I'm just going to die in a year? Fucking re- You know, no, no, it's cool. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, do you know where I can get heroin? <laughs> heroin bad but like you know what if i was gonna die next year fuck it i'll try coke i'll try adderall like let me what's what's people what what are why are people spending so much money on this shit yeah what's the hype and like you know what i want to try as many different kinds of foods and different cuisines as possible i want to know what west african soup tastes like i want to know what sushi from japan tastes like like the good shit i want to live up the most finest things and interesting things in life before my uh, my timely demise. I Yes, if I knew that and, and I had the knowledge to myself, I'd go, like, take out a huge loan and start mm. traveling. I'd drain my bank account, just yeah, go travel. Yeah, you just, like, nomad your way around the world and just do it. I would land in Spain 
I'm not great with geography, but I would land in Spain and then walk to Russia from Russia, fly to Asia. Well, I'm already in Asia, but fly to part of Asia that I want to be in. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just backpack from place to place, just go and eat and spend and just do shit I would never do again because I'm going to die. Yeah. Like just like buy a steak that's like 300 bucks because fuck it. Mm -hmm. Like go to Japan live in Tokyo for, like, a month. Like, if I could get, like, a fucking... Like, yeah, I'm gonna buy a house and then just take the money and don't buy the fucking house or something. Like, yeah. just get, like, a $300,000 loan, ball the fuck out for a year. Ball out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> live like rappers do. Yeah. 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 I think we're we're pretty much on the same page about that. Yeah. To just live it the fuck up. Didn't we already answer this one? Kind this of. This next one? What does friendship mean to you? What, like, it's what do you value most times. in friendship? What mm-hmm. does friendship mean to you? So what do you value in it versus what does it mean to you? So, oh, is this, is this me to answer? Um, yeah. A companion. I think, I think romantically and friendship wise, my barometer of do I enjoy being around you is can you shut the fuck up when we're watching a movie? <laughs> can you sit on the couch with me? And talk because we're in a social situation, but at the same time, if it's a movie that I'm really into, can you shut – like, shut and the, the same for you. Up. Like, if yeah. it's a movie you're really into, I will shut the fuck up for you. Like, if you, mm-hmm. we can do that, we're cool. We're good. Yeah, for me, uh, friendship is a – yeah, just a companion. It's someone that I can – drop my guard enough around that I can laugh with, you know? Yeah. So that I don't have to take myself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because like I was raised to kind of always have my guard up and always to be, uh, very like, uh, keep your friends close and enemies closer, like, uh, only trust a certain amount of people. So friendship to me is being able to drop my guard and, uh, kind of be my true self around you gang shit homie yeah gang shit <laughs> uh what roles do love and affection play in your life um love and affection in my life um i currently have a, a life partner a life partner uh, today that's is... the term you're gonna use life partner well yeah life doesn't life partner him. sound like you're married though yeah, we're not married, but today is our six-month anniversary, actually. Gang shit. You getting ramen tonight? Uh, we're, um, I think we're going to order, take out, and watch movies, and uh, get eat ice cream, and just enjoy each other's company. Cool. Um, I think we're going to watch The Mandalorian. Sorry. No, uh, they're a big Star Wars fan. I'm and sorry. Mandalorian, <laughs> and uh, The Mandalorian is actually kind of good. Is it? Yeah. Bill Burr is in it. That's all I know. Oh, cool. I'm not a but Star Wars person. In terms of if you love like it, and affection, for me, like, I am very full of love and affection, and I like to share it with everyone. Or at least I, I, I try. For me, like, I show love and affection to, like, not only, like, my partner, but also, like, my friends and my mm-hmm. family. Um, like... I love you in, like, the most platonic sense. Like, you are someone that's, like, I'm one of the most... You're, I'm closest to you mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the grand scheme of things. Um, I'm, like, closest to you. I'm closest to some of my friends here up at school and people that have got me through some really hard times. And I, I love that. And I... Affection kind of also works with appreciation... Like, I am proud that I can, like, when we get to see each other in person, that I can give you a hug and say, like, I love you, man. You're so important to me in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I can offer to not only, like, a romantic partner. Well, it doesn't say say romance. It just says, hold on. It says how does love and affection play a role in your life? Yeah. I think a lot of people conflate love with uh, romance, mm-hmm. but I think uh, love is way more than romance. See, I think for me, I can't, I can't put like a quantifiable 
a quantifiable quantifier on it. Like I can't be like, this is how I, this is how I know that this is how love and affection plays a role in my life. I feel like I'm very, I can be very closed off. You're Um, a tough nut to crack. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like (laughs) if I care about you, you know it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I wouldn't know how to like describe that, but like, I think I think very much a, a a thing that I kind of live my life by, I guess, is there is a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. And there is a time and a place for love and affection. And if you're part of that, great. Um, but not everybody is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, because I just said that it's dumb to put labels on things, but then to put labels on, this is the time for love and affection, makes you sound like a hypocrite. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's complicated. Yeah, These are complicated questions. Absolutely. That's my answer. Okay, I accept that answer. (laughs) Okay, who's reading? I'm reading. The next one's hard. It's not hard, but it's it's in-depth. Okay. Uh, alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic with your partner. Uh, share a total of five items. Um, this is a, a lot of thought. So I already thought of a couple for you. But you, uh, as per the rules, have to answer first. Yeah. Um... Fuck, I'm not good at this. I know. Um... Well, it's you alternate. can take a alternate, let alone give one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, by the way. I think it's a positive characteristic of, of yours that you put up with me. Like, <laughs> I think that, like, I'm kind of, when I want something, I want it. And I'm kind of just, like, a lot when it comes to shit like that. And I'll go on these tirades of, of just ideas, like these, just these fucking, and you're just like, you done? Yeah? Alright, cool. Alright, cool, we can do that. Like, it's just, you you just put up with it. Like. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, my first of five is that I admire your passion. When I think of you, I, I've, um, ta- I've told people this, I'm not sure if I've ever told it on the show, but like, when I think of people, I think of like color that I associate with them, mm-hmm. and I associate red with you because of your passion and like, the way you're so adamant about achieving your goals this is incredibly hard for me yeah it, it's it's a hard question it's a really hard one we're just, getting up there just because like i'm a big believer in you like what you like and you don't what you don't you know what you don't yeah so like i think the further down the list you get with these questions the more hard they get yeah <laughs> look at 24 <laughs> yeah i <laughs> wait this is 24 no, this is, uh, 22. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a fucking... We, we can go to three if you want for this one. So that way we no, keep it No, no, it says five, we'll do five, goddammit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I admire your willingness to learn about other people's shit. Yeah. And, like, someone will be like, hey, Bob, like, oh, um, uh, your roommate, Annalee. Should be like, this is food from my people's culture. And then you're just like, let me know about it. And then, like, you take it and you run with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I will never make scrambled eggs ever the same way ever again. I'll only make, like, Annalise's version. Yeah. Because it's just better. Yeah. Like, if you don't put rosemary in your scrambled eggs, you're dead to me. <laughs> I can't find rosemary. That's how fucking white this area is. Ugh. All right, my turn. So this is going to be two? Um, Yeah. All right. I think that you have a lot of love to give. And I think that you only share it with with a few people. And I think it's because you're... um, either, like, trying to figure out how to express it or, like, whether someone deserves it or not. But, um, I think that you just have a lot of love to give. And I have 
felt so incredibly warm in your presence before because of that. Thank you. This is uncomfortable. Um, you know what? I think it's like, if you want me to cut this, tell me. I think it's incredibly like admirable that you just came out, that you were just like, hey, bang, uh, some shit got fucked up and I'm fixing it. Like, it's just yeah. like you get on board or you get off. Yeah. Like I was talking to somebody about it when you first came out and I was like, I think I would have just went to my grave with the secret. Like, I would have been like, I'm just riding this one out. Like, I don't, like, I couldn't have done it. And that's, that's a me thing, but, like, I just think it would have been, like, and I think it's, like, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And, like, I can only imagine, like, what your grandparents feel like being that they're old Europeans. And I know, like, mm. what are they, like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to ostracize your kid, your grandkid. No, of course not. Like you have yeah. to like let them in and, and, and you have to welcome them and you have to treat them like they are welcome. Cause they are welcome because they're just a human trying to fucking figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And if they ever give you shit, say you left, uh, you left, what do you call it? You left Ireland to come to America to figure it out. I left one to become the other to figure it out. It's not that fucking different. I just did a lot yeah. less traveling, but I spent a lot more money. Like, <laughs> um, that, uh, that, uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Next thing. It's a little less heavy, but. I love that you're into cooking. Really? Because I can tell you really care. Really? Like you really care about cooking because you know that cooking brings people together. And nothing's better than having a full belly with, with food you just made yourself. You just like – you took things and you did it and then you ate it and now it's gone and it's this transient, beautiful process. I think you get nice. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, there's nothing better than just like bread, cheese, and meat with your oh friends. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm happy like charcuterie. Boards I think about your your uh, jalapeno poppers all the fucking time. I haven't made them since 2016. Since before the election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember around <laughs> the last time I made it. I want to say it was October of 2016. September, well, they October. S- they still live rent free in my mind for the past four years. I haven't, I haven't made them. I'm, I want to make them and dumplings soon, just mm-hmm. to kind of. I might do that for New Year's. I don't know. I don't know what I'm oh, doing yeah. for New Year's. Um, I don't know. I might do that for New Year's because you're supposed to eat pork on New Year's. I might do that, and since my jalapenos have pork in it, I might do that. Um, I appreciate that you like try new things. And I'm trying to not, like, make these come back to me, and I know that's kind of what it seems like, but when I met you, you were very much, I want to stay inside. And I was like, come on, let's go. Like, I remember one time Mm -hmm. I called you, I was like, are you ready? And you were like, what? And I was like, are you ready? Yes or no? And you're like, ready for what? I was like, answer the question. Are you ready? I will be at your house. Be ready. (laughs) And then I don't even think we did anything. I just, like, picked you up and we drove around and then I dropped you off, like, two hours later. Like, (laughs) I appreciate that you've you've let yourself come out of your shell. Yeah. That you've you've Oh wait, is this four or is this five? That's four. Fuck. Um Yeah, that you you've allowed yourself to kind of like open up and leave the house. <laughs> you let me out of the basement for one hour every <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I guess around a similar vein, I really appreciate that. You, you can see the call to adventure and go for it. Like the fact that like nothing happens unless you go and do it. Yeah. And I think it's that, uh, you're driven, but like, it sounds way cooler to say that like you answer the call to adventure. Thanks. Even if that adventure is driving around for two hours and maybe getting some Burger King or something. <laughs> I just appreciate you as a person. Like, it's I don't want to quantify it down to, like, one thing, but, like, oh, this is – someone was saying to me, like, 
like, what if anything ever happens and like, you can't do the show with her. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that just because it's like, you and I know each other on such a level at this point. Mm-hmm. That I'll be like, oh, the thing. You'd be like, oh, you're right. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'll be like, and I'll message you. Be like, did thing do? And you're like, didn't, didn't go. And I'm like, ah, like we get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just being on the same wavelength. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. That's five. All right, I'm out. Thank God. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Now I gotta finish the last lap. Um, oh, this hurts. This hurts in final, both directions. The, the, the final furlong. I, I don't <laughs> want this to come off like I'm a fucking. I'm an asshole. I just. It feels like you're put on the spot. Not even the, that. It's point. just I don't like I don't like getting complimented on things. <laughs> um, the last thing that I appreciate about you is that you're giving. If I needed something, like you would, I feel like you would give me the shirt off your back. You're very giving and you're very generous. Um, as a, a person, and I think that you, you just, you help people. You, like, you were telling me about, like, the other week, you're helping this old lady move out of her house. Like, that's something that, like, you don't really hear about that often because people are so up their own asses. I think that Thank you're you. very generous. Cool. Thanks. Do you need to take a cry break real no. quick? <laughs> uh, 23? Yeah. Jordan, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Oh, I have to answer this. Yeah. Um, I am quite close with my family. Um, I have, I had a really, um, pretty good childhood, um, my parents were attentive and um, I could tell they really cared about me. And um, I think I had a, a very comfortable childhood. I mean, like, there's always bumps in the road. Mm. But I wouldn't say that I was um, happier than most people. I mean, there was obviously some other shit that was, like, fundamentally wrong that I couldn't figure out for such a long time. And, um... <laughs> It made it hard to kind of, uh, to like make friends and kind of like be myself. And I think that that's kind of why oh, I was you, so quiet. Are you talking about more of the, the gendered thing? I mean, that, that's part of it. But okay. Not, I thought you talking about something it. else. Because like, um, yeah, um, I think I answered the question. So I wasn't necessarily happier in that. I feel like I wasn't happier than most people in my childhood, but I do have a very warm, loving relationship with my family. And I think a lot of people have a warm, loving relationship with my family. (laughs) I am of the belief that everybody had a shitty childhood. And I don't mean that like you were beaten. (laughs) I don't mean that like your parents left. I just mean that Childhood is something that often gets romanticized. I think my childhood was fine. I, I I am first generation American. My dad worked all the time. He drove two hours to Same. work and two hours back. And then by the time he had his own thing going on in the state that we lived in, he worked 14 to 15 hour days. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother and my great grandmother. And depending on who you ask... That could be great, and depending on who you ask, that could be awful. I think I had a fine childhood. Yeah. Point blank, period. I just, like, I, I don't think it was great. I don't think it was awful. But like I said, I think everybody had an awful childhood because when you talk to people, they either had an awful, more times than not, they had an awful childhood, or they romanticized being a kid. I don't want to be yeah. four. Shit in my, well, I probably wasn't shit in my pants at four. I don't want to be shit in my pants and like. Yeah, get your fucking act together, you four year old. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the thing I have to look. Shit in your fucking pants. 
fucking moron. Pay some fucking taxes, idiot. Like, like I, I don't, I don't want to romanticize the thing that I look forward to as a TV show. But then again, how fucking, how much has life changed that like I look forward to media? Like, I look yeah. forward. I, I have a Wednesday routine where I get <laughs> You're out. A of, media producer and consumer. Yeah, it's like, I it's, have a fucking Wednesday routine where before I run my errands, when I get out of work in the morning. I come home, I shower, I eat something, and fucking how you feel, Neil, I listen to the new episode on Wednesday mornings. And it's like, how is that any different from being like, oh shit, the Rugrats, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> like, I think. Or like, I have a similar thing where, like, whenever I go and take a shower, I put on my Bim Bam. Uh, and either I listen to the most recent episode that I haven't listened to yet or kind of start catching up because sometimes I let it slip. Um, and like, that's my podcast media time. Yeah. It's me. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, I'll read this last one from set two. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I get along with my mom. Um, your parents want what's best for you and they're going to be overprotective and that's just how parents are. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. It is like it is, and it ain't what it used to be. That's my answer. Oh, cool. Uh, um, I've got a good relationship with my mom. Um, I've always felt very, uh, very close to my mom. Um, mostly because, like, she was close with her mom, and I love her mom, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother. And... Um, I feel especially supported by my mom after uh, moving away because like my mom will like, um, she's the one that I usually call most often when I call home and like, she'll like send me things like for each of the holidays, she sends like a little care package, like around Halloween, it'll be a little box. that has like some small, like Halloween decorations and like some candy corn, just like, you know, like a little, those little like comforts that like your mom's thinking about you. Yeah. And she loves those little, like, sticky things you put on the windows. Like, the ones that, like, They're turn like into slime after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they turn into slime after being roasted by the sun for 13 months and forgetting to take them down. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a very you thing to do. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got other priorities. <laughs> um, but I've always felt very taken care of and especially after um my most recent coming out i feel especially taken care of <laughs> sorry my most recent coming out knowing you is just like all right what's what's happening in two years that's your track record every two years we got another coming out going on hey you always say that if i bring home a girl you're gonna beat my ass yep i mean i'm not i'm not homophobic let's hold on <laughs> Can we explain this or no? Do you want to explain yes, this? Yes, okay, because yes. I don't want, yeah. G- you, please. No, no, you. Well, I don't want to fucking... I'm going to use wrong terminology. I'll run damage control. Before Olive predominantly brought home men. Yes. And then... Back when I identified as a, a gay man... And then I would give her shit about it in a joking sense because we're friends and that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care how how politically correct you want to act. You make fun of your gay friends for being gay because they're your friends. Because they're fucking gay, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah. Like, I know I'm a fairy. <laughs> There's going to be someone in the comments like, I've never spoken ill about any of my homosexual friends. Yeah, then they talk <laughs> shit about you when you're not around, Yeah, asshole. they talk shit. Like, all gay people talk shit about the straights. <laughs> <laughs> so then when Olive, because uh, I used to joke that, like, we couldn't talk about girls together. Um, when Olive n- did what she did now, I was like, if you fucking bring a girl home now, now... You go really. You really took like three left turns to get to straight again, <laughs> or to gay again. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's set two of the New York Times thirty six questions. To love. Uh, bring them to the outro. Whoever's editing, which is me. Ba ba bow. 
Shane Ivers? Shane Ivers? So we have an intro music, and it's called Feather Duster. It was made by Shane Ivers. If you want to get it, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Vince, we are online, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, go ahead and give a look to the description where you can find my uh, social media, all of social media, the show social media. There's also a link down there to our Discord. Make sure you join. It's a community of people that watch and listen and interact, and there's always something neat and interesting going on uh, in the Discord. And while you're there, we'd appreciate it if you could check out our Redbubble, where you could buy a design that we've created, put on a shirt, on a duvet, on something that you could buy, a cup, some stickers, uh, and also if you could check out our Patreon. Uh, it's not... Uh, it's not mandatory that you give money towards the Patreon, but there are some people that we have to thank real quick for the Patreon. Olive, if you could. First, we have Noah. Thank you, Noah. Then we have Gage, but twice. Thank you, Gage. Once for the Patreon and once for the Discord. He pays for Nitro so we can do fun things like streaming in there. Next, we have Jordan with a Y. Thank you, Jordan with a Y. Then we have Danny. Thank you, Danny. Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And Bones Jones. Thank you, Bonesimus Jonesimus. And remember, if you don't hear your name on this list, this was recorded in the past or future, a different time on the the timeline. But you are highly appreciated. We um, love you. Yes. Um, I think that's really everything we have to say. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Please leave comments. We really like to read them. Like the video, share it with a friend. It would really help if you put the the playlist of all the videos on and fell asleep to it. Get that algorithm going in our favor. <laughs> uh, create a video response. Rate us <laughs> five stars. You know, the whole shebang. Put us on Reddit. Um, yeah, so yeah, put us on Reddit. thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, stick around if this was a shorter episode, or maybe it's longer. I don't know. It's a little bit different. You're probably going to be hearing this outro a couple different times. Um... Bye. Bye. See you later. Everyone. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.